0: to the Cosmic Salon's first inaugural run with Emily Moyer, my friend, my good friend, uh, and also co-host of her own many new shows that she's got going now that she has uh, moved, is moving forward from Off Planet Radio, although she's still part of it. And I'll let Emily explain as soon as I, get out some of these details on her background. Uh, Emily, let's see, Emily. Emily brings to the table a unique blend of experiences and research, as well as her skills in analysis and translation of trends and ideas in the cultures of alternative cyberspace, the arts, sports, and human development. She's currently working on developing the new media content of Off Planet and finding new ideas, voices, and concepts for our ever-evolving understanding. And Emily has said that in 2005 was a big awakening for her and uh, a trigger point, but she has always been aware and knew that she was different as a child, and she was involved in gymnastics and in the biz out there in la which is if anyone's listening that understands the gravity of that then you you can understand where emily's insights uh, may stem concerning programs and all that's going on with the magic holly wand uh and with that i'm going to bring on emily so that she can give us an idea of the new direction and the new show she's doing right from the start hello my dear
1: hi thank you for having me i feel honored to be your first guest here
0: well i'm thrilled and everyone listening i'm stumbling through the tech i don't have a jerry on this so i'm learning (laughs) as is emily So I'm thrilled, Emily, tell us just from the get-go for people that may find this podcast, um, a little more about yourself and what you're doing now, some of the really great programs you're putting out now.
1: Yeah, so um, let's see. Uh, I'm from Los Angeles, California, and I grew up um, kind of with a blend of, of the cultures around both competitive gymnastics and uh hollywood here in los angeles and then i also the small subdivision of los angeles that i mostly grew up in called chatsworth is quite an anomalous place and uh sort of served as the background or the backdrop for um the development of a unique personality that you guys get to see (laughs) today so those the combination of those three things um And what was going on there in Chatsworth regarding um, projects, programs related to what is referred to as the Secret Space Program and MKUltra. And um, the programs, there was shit running through gymnastics, stuff running through Hollywood, and then this very weird place in Chatsworth. And for me, they all came together in a unique way. Like I've met people from my past that were part of one or the other or the other of them. And their experiences were a little bit different than the way mine all came together. It was a very three-pronged kind of uh, thing. Um, and I think people are super aware of um, the dark side of these projects and programs, but there's also uh, a part of it that create is very interesting. And once we can get past some of the trauma and, uh, you know, obvious, uh, deviance of some of these things. There is a um, technology there that is metaphysical and natural that is being hijacked to run these programs. And when we can reclaim them, uh, then we're really into some interesting territory. Um, And so that's kind of been, I guess now that I look back on it, sort of the underlying theme of my work since I started doing media about five years ago now, something like that and um, I basically, my presence in the media was just born out of a friendship I struck up with Randy Moggins, longtime co-host, longtime host host of Off Planet Radio, and I started doing some producing for him, and then he invited me to join him as co-host, and we had a um, long run together, and as, you know, all things do, like, that time sort of came to an end, and we're both kind of doing solo projects now, although, you know, we're still presenting some of our, you know, each presenting our media on the Off Planet Media YouTube channel. And I certainly uh, am a fan of Randy and his work and whatnot. And uh, I appreciate tremendously the opportunity and the platform that he gave me. And um, now I'm flying solo and, Taking this opportunity to experiment with some different things that I've wanted to try over the years. You know, it's different once you're kind of on your own than when you're working with somebody else. So right now I'm in a phase of high content output with many different concepts that I'm experimenting with. And I think over the course of the next six months I'll figure out like which ones are like really it and stick with some of them and the yeah, others maybe not. We'll see. But um, right now it's just if I if it's something I want to do, I'm doing it. So I have about (laughs) five or six different podcasts going with different people that range from, um, analyzing popular culture to literally trying to figure out the mechanisms by which, um, the projects, uh, sort of, um, got us to do the things that they got us to do and how we can sort of use that as a springboard for launchpad out of this bullshit we're in now.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. You are really putting out a lot of content. I can't even keep up with you.
1: Yeah. I, I struggle. I struggle too, but you know, <laughs> it's kind of, I've always been like that. Like I've always had a lot of interests. Um, even though I was very dedicated to Gymnastics, you know, one thing I forgot to mention is that at some point I became really involved with electronic dance music and that also is one of the major lenses through which I both perceive things and also put information out through that sort of channel in a way. Um, But I've always had like a variety of interests, like even if I'm mainly focused on one thing at a time, out of the corners of my eyes, I'm paying attention to other things that I find interesting or that I find Correlate to the main thing I'm doing, even if the connection isn't obvious to anybody but me. Um, And so uh, partly for my own interest and enjoyment and entertainment that I do all these various kinds of shows, but also just I have gotten to meet some incredibly interesting people doing what I do and I just feel honored that I get to talk to these people and it seems like people like to listen to the conversations we have. So it's pretty much that I just am putting out most of the uh, conversations that for most people's life might be private.
0: <laughs> yeah, same here. We we both love this depth, this idea of depth and talking about what's under the surface or what's really going on for people rather than... than than the the stuff we see, the program's really running. I don't care about what your hair's doing or what, you know, <laughs> silhouette you're working this month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think, you know, it's interesting. I have um, one, I have two shows that are just based on like uh, different guests all the time. That's the new one, Strange Mosaic, and then Internal Alchemy, which is a health and sort of um, al- it, it, like metaphysical kind of alchemical, show that randy really encouraged me to uh, work on as my own thing so those two things are guest oriented and the rest of the things i do are all recurring shows with various co-hosts um i do the matrix mash with robert phoenix um which is like super fun i do words with my friend danny katz which is like pretty um like it's kind of like two jewish girls kvetching about things right <laughs> 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 um and then uh uh, I do um, recently this show with uh, Michael Wan called Project Kids, where it's just a melding of the minds of trying to figure out the sort of techniques and the processes and 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 take ownership of them. Um, and then I have recurring series with people like uh, Sonya Barrett, um, the Creamies. I do a fair amount of shows with like Sophia Smallstorm and Elisa E. So these are conversations that we just put down and pick up every couple of months or whatever, right? So. Um, you know, I'm just enjoying doing all these different things that are all quite different in nature and content. There is some crossover, um, but uh, I feel really fortunate (laughs) to talk to so many interesting and smart and cool people. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I love seeing it. And this is that this is basically how I've I've been doing it as well with some some shared shows and stuff. And and we are fortunate to be able to have this access to amazing minds and researchers and people in the world because because of this and because of our our backgrounds getting uh, started with other people that helped bring us to this point.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, with that said, I I love what you did with Randy and I love Randy and I, I hope to have Randy on here as well. And uh, but it is it we evolve we move on and 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 the growth cycle continues so it's a good thing yeah. even though the growing pains can be kind of intense and <laughs> you you know I mean I've we we've, we've kind of gone through this together and so yeah. it's it's uh, it feels like the right time to be sending out tentacles and that's going to be something we talk about a little bit later with the octopi thing i have got
1: an amazing tentacle story for you i (laughs) can
0: well you know what with that said let's let's move into that i wanted to know if you had seen that new information coming forth about the uh the research being done now the gene altering being done
1: (laughs) of course i have a picture (laughs) of it so what I've been doing since, like, for people who didn't catch it, we did a part one sort of to this conversation on my show, Strange Mosaic, a few weeks ago, and then we only got like maybe a third of the way through the conversation. So we decided to pick it up here. But um, if you've been following Nish and I's conversations for years, this octopus <laughs> cephalopod theme has been sort of the tentacle that holds it all together. <laughs> Um, but of course I saw it and I have a picture of it here on my phone. So what I've been doing since our last conversation is anytime I see a story that like harkens back to what we talked about, or like I feel like it's important for this conversation, I've just been taking a picture. So I do have the picture of these squid, right? And I want to see if you made the connection to something else that was in the news the very next day. So let's see what you think about, I want to hear what you have to say about these, uh, octopi and squid gene altering I mean guys go listen to our conversation we, we posed the question to each other of whether we had been altered with octopi
0: <laughs> yes absolutely Well, uh, so I have a couple things to say on this and uh, one thing is when I first decided to bring to bring that narrative out which was on your platform with Randy mm-hmm. uh, from a download I had experienced, I, it, you know, it it redirected a lot of stuff for me. It dot connected a lot of stuff. And then getting in the mix with you and your friend, Jeff, and, uh, you know, how we work these things together to get to some real truth or, you know, at least deeper down into the narrative. Uh, I, I saw this story. I don't know when, when it came out. Let's see, I'm looking at it right now. now. July 30th. 30th. Yeah. So
1: basically, what, yesterday? I think Um, I saw it the day before. I I think I saw it two days ago, and then I saw this other story that I'm going to sort of, you know, follow up with you on uh, (laughs) yesterday.
0: And so I, uh, for me, I had this, one of those cold sweat moments where I realized this was in the causality loop that i talk about with mm-hmm. ai and how we've already hit singularity and we're just looping every which way mm-hmm. this is this was the cold sweat came over me and i realized this was the zero point with these beings mm-hmm. and that this was this is so significant in how we're moving how that scenario which we are here now but it 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 is this interactive gene altering mm-hmm. uh, experience with the cephalopods that changes everything in the future, which is of course, looping back and forward and, and sideways. And so it, it was very significant to me and I couldn't wait to get in conversation with you about this. And then also what, what, what in the butt people the uh i love the maxwell song sorry and uh it's a a gay culture disco song anyway um and uh so then today i see the genetically altered tomatoes bringing forth a vax the vaccine that they want yeah did you see that M? no yeah so it's in mexico it's 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 Something I saw and had to uh, move forward into my Twitter feed. However, where I'm tying this together is is this vaccine that is uh, uh what is it, RHN type of vaccine where it's altering R-A-R-N-A. our gene? RNA. It's an RNA um, vaccine. RNA, yes, where it alters our genes. It's gene therapy.
1: Yeah.
0: So with that, I'm gonna let I'm gonna give you the reins on this and see, see what you had brought, but this these things are heavily tied together for me. Okay,
1: so I, a lot of times when I'm going through the news, like I don't read most of the stories, I kind of just read the front page. Every once in a while I'll click on something and then I will only read as much of the article as I need to to get like an imprint or a download. So I may not know all the details of what was said in the article, but like, I will get what the message is for me because I don't actually care what the message is for everybody else. Um, right. There's a message it's all seeding. We just need to, the the key point, right? So, so for me, it was just that it was the system answering back to us. It was confirming our question about whether we had been, um, uh, had gene therapy conducted on us with, um, octopus or oh i'm having the weirdest things going in my ears right now dude wow which which we're going to talk about later (laughs) okay that's going to be hour two okay so i um the this this is the system the simulation the whatever the fuck it is that we're in it was basically letting us know because it knew that we were going to talk again today that yes that so it was giving us a topic to talk about right um that that is that is a yes. That's an answer yes on, um, on whether or not they had we ex- knew that they'd been experimenting with various kind of underwater programming and possibly we've heard in the past about experimentation with dolphin or whale DNA or things like that with people in projects and programs, right? But uh, I don't think the topic had been talked about in terms of octopi or squid before you and I did, did it? Um, and so that, and so I've been kind of sitting with that. Um, But then the part that was the most interesting to me was actually the picture of these things. Did you you see the picture? I'm
0: looking at it right now.
1: Um, What (laughs) the fuck? What ever loving... I'm not even 100% sure which one is the real one and which one is the one that has been created from the, or the altered one. I know. I'm looking at something that looks like it has a man's face in it, a bald head. Yes. A body. Um, that with some kind of weird wings or like a robe on, yeah, top like something that looks sort of like the Burning Man effigy or like an angel, like, right? Like, and then there's like, I I mean, it it looks like the kidneys, right? The uh, like looks like a set of kidneys with eyeballs on top of them. Like, I just the more I look at this and the more things I see. Like, the whole body is in, like, the, like a little tubule or, like, the whole thing. Like, I've never really seen, like, you see squid, like, in different kinds of positions, right? So, I've, I don't know that I've ever seen them like, in this position. But I'm, like, what the fuck is this thing? And this is, like, if this is what they really look like, the archetype of everything is in there, right? Like, you can yes. pull out everything you can or, it vaguely looks like darth vader in a way darth vader it looks like darth <laughs> vader You could say it looks like uh some pictures of Alist- alistair crowley yes. right right like <laughs> the body looks like a little gray alien from roswell kind of thing or like you know like some skinny woman with like chest bones protruding and a little nighty over her like it's like what the fuck is this thing right
0: and it looks masked to
1: me it looks like it has a mask on like two masks almost right like like (laughs) thrown together right and then there's like this being up top with the arms reached up towards the gods looks kind of like the burning man effigy or like a superhero like you know what i mean or something like and those things that the eyes are sitting on those look like kidneys or something don't they and yes. one of the things I've been experiencing, and now all of this, I've been experiencing it for almost two years now. And finally, everybody else is starting to have it too. And that is this strange lower back pain that you cannot figure out if it's a back injury or like bladder or kidney pain.
0: Yes. Right? Yes. So
1: when I saw that, I'm like, holy shit. I hear, and it's got eyeballs sitting on top of it. And I hear people telling me they're having weird things go on with their vision where they'll be blurry for a couple of days and then their vision is back. You know, like, so, like, the whole enchilada is sort of in this. There's even, like, these weird extra little feet that look like you see the little clear feet, it's like, the bottom, like yeah. bottom, like a penguin. <laughs> like, it's like, what is this, right? Like, what on earth is this? So, like, this is, like, I don't know if this is the message. Like, Robert and I had this long texting conversation one time when I was like sitting at a sushi bar in Palm Springs and like I was by myself. And so, you know, I was chatting with him on text and he starts doing like a psychic reading of like, telling me all the things that were done to me all the different kinds of experiments and gene splicing and this, that, and the other thing. And that I was a combination of this, this, that, that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, here it is. This is what it looks like right there. (laughs) You know? So, I mean, I don't know if what Robert says is true or not, but he and I had never had a conversation quite like that before. So I hadn't filled his head with any of my ideas about myself. So it was just what was coming through for him. And before he was an astrologer, he was practicing psych. you know, a working psychic. So, you know, so I'm looking at this and then are you ready for the killer? The next day, uh, you know who Rex Bear is from the leak project? Of course I do. He has posted a video. I don't listen to him, but like his videos come up in my feed and the, the video you is called, massive anomaly inside crater looks like giant moon base, mega zoom. And it fucking looks exactly like that squid. Oh it looks God. like the upper half of the squid, the arms reaching up, right? It, like literally, it looks like the same picture. Will you send that
0: to me so I can get that yes. and this into the show notes? That's that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm, gonna send you, <laughs> I'm sending it to your email. I just am gonna send it to your email right now so you can take a look because I would love to hear your. Um, okay, so this is the the squid squid on the squid on the moon squid on the moon. You oh, good if I could spell? Squid on the moon. Um, you just, you cannot make this shit up. So it's now been, you know, confirmed in every sort of way, right? Like this isn't, you know, we've talked about, Randy and I've talked about, talked about with other people, that space is really a viscous liquid, right? It's like the ocean, right? It's more, it's more akin to the ocean than what people think it is. And if that's the case, then the perfect kind of creature to move through it, cephalopod,
0: Absolutely. It, absolutely. It only makes sense.
1: All right. So I sent it. You should have it. Yeah. I sent it to your email. You should have it pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, if you, all of these, uh, te- you know, we've seen like the sort of creature on stranger things. So we have the creature and we have projects and programs there. We've seen, I'm trying to think if there's, where else have we seen in media, the octopus, I mean, like in television shows or movies, that sort of octopus or squid. Remember, we have Matt Taibbi's incredible article about the, the financial collapse of 2008 called like something about the vampire squid that is sucking the life out of humanity or something like that. Remember that? Yes, absolutely.
0: It's everywhere. And and the more people put this idea in their head, the more they're going to see it, the yeah. more that it's everywhere. And, and one of the, the points in the article is... How, how super intelligent cephalopods are and their brain development and that this is a breakthrough because they have not been able to access uh, the brain. They, they have, this, is a, this is a major breakthrough. They've been trying to do this for a while and without looking at the article because I'm now looking at the Rex Spare. Uh, is that crazy or what? Yeah, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible so we'll get this in the show notes too this is yeah it's everywhere and it it's this is one of those things that's so subtle in the background Mm -hmm. everything else is happening now this is penetrating deeper into our reality as as a reality and this is where i Am not. I have no. Let me put it this way. I don't know. I feel that this is not a good thing. I'm. I'm going to put it that way. I feel this is not a good thing. And ultimately, I think this altering of what we are and where we come from is. And I'm not a. I'm not a person that's afraid of change or anything. But from the download i received all those years ago it they were not they were not friendly towards us and it they were in a takeover mood and mode and way by the way they were accessing normal homo sapiens sapiens eyes and noses and ears mm-hmm. which is something we'll talk about in the second hour uh however it it's it is here now, for real, this is beyonce and the octo labs, Beyonce, and this logo everywhere and and the symbology everywhere, tentacles, and then the lovecrafty and deep ones coming up, the Cthulhu and all this. Yeah. It is upon us. This is now the age of whatever these are i I don't even have a name for them, you know, Lovecraft calls them the old ones,
1: yeah we got into some weird <laughs> like walkabout having to do with the Lovecraft Cthulhu kind of thing. When we were in Phoenix recently, we went up to Scottsdale and uh, we were checking out this Frank Lloyd Wright sort of weird monument, like in North Scottsdale. And I did a remote viewing session when we were there and it let sent us on this sort of like roundabout that led us to like, uh, discovering, basically, that there's a Cthulhu cult there in Scott, in, in Phoenix, but like it, it has some connection to some kind of um, chapter of a cult that's kind of like the family that practices the technique known as flirty fishing, right? And that there's this entire sort of planned community up in North Scottsdale that we felt from what we were picking up, both with remote viewing and just various metaphysical practices that our, our group does that that it's sort of hiding there in North Scottsdale it's basically an entire planned community that is uh sort of a combination of a Cthulhu cult and a uh the family right like the you know the cult that was like Rose McGowan was in and stuff right yes will you tell us about uh flirty fishing Yes. Yeah, so flirty fishing and this is weird like when I do some of these remote viewing sessions sometimes it's hard for me Lately to hold on to the information that I pull up. So I'm going to like just so that I make sure I give you guys an accurate um, Description of what it is. I'm just going to pull up the. I, I what happened is I did a remote viewing session as I was walking away from the monument. I heard in my head flirty fishing. I didn't even know what that was. So I go and I look up flirty fishing and this is what it, it led me to. And what I was seeing when I was remote viewing was things that looked like little, um, they almost looked like little sperm or like little baby octopi, right? Like uh, swimming upwards. There was like some sort of enclosure and they were swimming upwards and bumping up at the top like they were trying to get out of something, but they couldn't. Right. That was what I kept seeing when I'm like viewing in this place. And then when I finally stood up and started walking away, right. I heard that in my head, the flirty fishing. So like, it's weird, just like a free association of like things I see and things I sort of hear and thoughts that come through that kind of sends me down some of these things. So flirty um, fishing was a subset of the family's love bombing activities and involved the use of sexual attraction and intercourse to win converts and favors. Female members were told to be God's whores and hookers for Jesus, right? So that's like, uh, let me see if there's another. Oh, yeah, but this is a, like, you know, th- th- there's stuff that goes into children with it, too. I'm not not getting into the sort of full definition, but it was a practice of how they sort of ensnared people in this cult.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean that's loaded. That's absolutely loaded. And how uh, timely right now with all the exposure in this revelation that we're in—that this is coming forward from you,
1: right? and, well, and weird this, yeah. Weird to th- you know the last probably the last thing you think about when you're in a place like Phoenix is octopus or right. right. But if you check out. Phoenix and stuff like that, like it look, seems like it, it's probably at one point was underwater was, a, was was an ocean. And then if you look into like um, uh, Pop culture references like Bill Hicks had a CD called Arizona Bay. Right. And they have an area of Tempe, which is where Arizona State University is that they call like the Marina and the harbor, even though it's just like a little river. They have it like they're acting like they're like at the ocean. Right. So, you know, I don't know, I mean, right now, like the way that I've been feeling for the last couple of days, I feel like I'm underwater, right? Um, My ears are plugged um, and uh, like, I feel a little dizzy, like almost like when you go, when you're like scuba diving or snorkeling and you go a little too deep, like maybe I'm at the depths that an octopus would be at. I don't know.
0: Yes. The the pressure is a big thing. And like I said, I want to get into that in the next hour because- There are many people reporting this symptom right now. Many. Yeah. And so I when I lived in New Mexico, I think that I had heard, and this is terrible, and it's something that should, I'm sure someone will look it up and correct us. <laughs> uh, and hopefully so. Uh, but I do believe that whole area was underwater. Mm-hmm. I had always heard that in New Mexico, that it was all seabed at one point.
1: hmm Yep yeah it lot. certainly
0: looks that way and of course there are there are fossils everywhere of uh, water fossils like the um uh what do you call those the ones that, that very much look like the fibonacci spiral bee
1: horses no the
0: um anomaly uh Geez, I have them around. I have pieces of jewelry. I can't we,
1: I have one I have one in the bathroom. I can't think of the name, but it's like a snail's shell, but it's a, like flat. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: So the you know, there's signs that, you know, it's a clear evidence that there was at least some kind of water there. I'm not sure with the depths or the, you know, the expanse of it, but there and there's this feeling, even though it is the desert. There is, for me, a feeling out there that I am walking on a seafloor, but that is something as, mm-hmm. as people who've been following me know I'm deeply connected to water energy, even though I don't want to be in it. Uh, so, mm. mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I, I, I mean, I have so much water in my chart. It's not even funny. Right. So I often feel like that as well. I'm incredibly watery, right? Like, it, you know, like that it's um you know even though like i'm kind of a like warm weather hot kind of person people think i would you'd think i have a lot of fire from like being my energy levels and things like that but yeah no i understand what you're talking about like i'm i'm in touch with all of those things as well right and it does like arizona and new mexico are awfully strange but even like the desert of california when you start moving eastward like salt and sea and stuff like that like it's some weird shit, dude. There was.
0: I was. I'm not sure where I saw this. Uh, I because there's this whole thing going around about the poles shifting and changing with whatever celestial events that are definitely happening, mm-hmm. and um, and I've talked about some of that in my psychic eye um, transmissions through the cosmic salon. So and there is a new. I think it's in the Middle East. There is there's a new sea forming and it's slowly yeah. happening and i i believe again i'll try and get this in the show notes i yeah. i think that ben from suspicious observers brought this into into my vision into my view i believe because i do listen to ben uh that this is this is part of the shifting and changing that's going on. Of course, we know we're always rumbling, but I was also wanting to bring in in some of this other stuff that's going on and with with and not to get myself flagged or all that, but what what do you think and how do you think this idea of veiling and masking is playing out and I want to I want to preface this with I had had and I'm gonna bring this story out with my friend Mel hopefully she'll come on and talk about it but we had had an experience I don't know two years ago where we were out on the Columbia River doing a little full moon honoring and uh, giving mead to the ground and and being just grateful for the beauty around us and uh, this scantily clad person that kind of felt like a meth head you know they had this really erotic kind of uneasy energy to them and uh came up we're on the boardwalk and they came up from the river and she i say she loosely here but her body was definitely feminine and she kind of stood by us this is after we after we offered to the fae to the spirits of the land Mm -hmm. and i immediately it, it just didn't sit well with me now other people had walked by this is late at night the moon's up high and i i just didn't feel right and she was she had her face covered except for her eyes and this is in summertime and i thought this is so strange what is going on with this it, you know, at first my thought was she might be hooking out here, right? Mm-hmm. She was scantily clad, and you know she was giving that kind of—I oh, don't
1: know—that just that kind of vibe. I yeah, I, I'm, I'm tapping in. I can see. I, I get it.
0: And then, so Mel and I look. She walks away, and her silhouette, her, her mouth that was covered, which is strange. This is before all this. It was like a year before all this was covered but she had a weird silhouette where like her mouth was protruding and so at Hmm. that time since we had just given mead to the to the fae the spirits of the land and all this uh i thought uh, i immediately thought because i have i have some celtic heritage in me i thought jenny greenteeth and uh and Who's a Sheila? Sheila in a gig and all this, and it 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 was just something that came to me, and so we were talking about that, and and the full story we'll tell later. But anyway, moving forward, and it, it the story gets weirder. So I want to have Mel on in a separate show and talk about that. However, you know that I've brought forward this idea that there we've been in we're being invaded, the body snatcher idea, and that the masks are playing. Uh, because we know if you read the mass, they actually say does not protect you from COVID-19. There's a bigger thing going on here with the mass. And you've been talking about this with Jeff. You've been talking about it with me and, uh, and not a lot of people are really pulling up to this narrative, but I really feel it has grit. And so.
1: All right. Let me, what? See, let me see what I can do with this. Yes. Okay. What,
0: this is, this is tied into all this.
1: I'm having some very incredibly weird experiences in my ears and my head right now. So that just adds to the psychedelic nature of the quote I'm gonna try and weave here. All right, so there is another story, right? That So one of the things we talked about when we talked about the octopus last time was about their ability to change their skin and to blend in, right? Like both uh, cuttlefish, squid, octopus, and they talk about cuttlefish and stuff in this article about the squid as well. They have the ability to um, to have their skin blend in or camouflage to their surroundings, right? We talked about that, didn't we? I think when you were on with me, we talked yes. about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so another story that came on the same day or maybe the day before um, let me pull my pictures back up because I have a whole bunch of articles I took pictures of for this, was this story about Google working on smart tattoos that turn skin into a living touch pad, right? <laughs> and so I've always referred, like I've been very aware for a long time that like there's something going on with something that's like a skin suit technology, right? And that's actually like the more Morgellons connects to this right so um what you just said about this person that like emerged from the river and we know that strange things come out of water sources and i'm not interested to hear uh michael juan's take on your girl coming out of the river um but uh so meth uh users were one of the first groups of people that were experimented on with morgellons Right, it was put in the drugs, and um, everything that I have heard from um, people who say they suffer from Morgellons, and people who say they're targeted individuals, I heard long before that from people who are meth users. Right, and I'm familiar with, the, uh, with both the people and the experience because I have a history of drug use. Right, so um, one of the things that I felt was happening when I was having this experience with Morgellons. Uh, which I think was just all of these um, pieces of nanotechnology being, they were in the meth, Um, you know, and um, it was changing me from the inside out. Now, I had done meth long enough that I I had experienced a very different kind of drug originally, and then at a certain point, it changed, right? And it was literally my body uh, like producing things inside and then pushing them out through the skin right and it was almost like i my skin looks awfully like i have scars on my face from where all this stuff came out right and like so like it's kind of a little splotchy on certain areas of my face i have a lot of marks on my body from this kind of stuff but a lot of it for a long time literally felt like i had technology embedded in my skin so i think that some of the things that they have used um you know, populations that they're targeting or that they see as throwaway populations like drug users or whatever is to experiment with some of this stuff before they're ready to roll it out for sure. Right. So I do think that like the skin is sort of a place, you know, we've talked about like barriers that aren't supposed to be penetrated. I've talked about cell wall membrane integrity and all that kind of stuff. But with um, this technology that's being rolled out and with like the technology that was baked in, in Morgellons, like it's creating the skin is literally becoming very much like the touchpad of a computer screen, right? Like you, it's like the midpoint, the access point for what's sort of you know that sort of um, changing the display on the other side type of thing. Um, as far as uh, that this person was masked, I think that. Um, They've
0: used masked with a very strange profile, like a protrude, protruding protruding jaw.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I think that okay. So they definitely use amphetamines in like projects and programs, and I think that different dimensions or different sort of it, different parts of the hyperspace. Like if you look at hyperspace as like a very large um, uh, complex or mansion or something, in each room being its own sort of reality that a different dimension that has a different frequency, right? Like a lot of them are much faster than ours. And so sometimes the uh, drugs, whether they be psychedelic or stimulant in nature, like I think helped us to adjust to some of those spaces. And then you often, you know, I can't figure out if like my, issue with drugs later was, um, that I just, that was a frequency that felt more normal to me because I exposure to it as a child. Right. Or whether, um, I was just still sort of being like the meth kept showing up in my life because I was still being exposed to all of that movement through different realities. Right. And, and it just was bleeding over into my regular life in a way it hadn't as a child. Um, but, uh, it's when I would be on meth, like you know, and be out in, in um, the out and about sometimes, especially if I had been up for a long period of time. I felt like that person you're talking about. Now, I'm not saying I had a protruding mouth, like, I obviously had the same face that I have and whatnot, but I felt like I would really have liked to have covered my face, right? Like, it doesn't, you don't fit quite in. Right. Like I always felt like people could tell that I was on something. Right. And I didn't like that feeling. Um, and so I, I imagine the same thing would be if you're coming from a different frequency or a different sort of reality or dimension. Right. That, you know, a, you might look different if you're coming from a different place, but also just like everything is different. The way you would hold your face is different. The way they breathe. I mean, we showed that thing when you were online of that guy that had like the vent on his face right?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So like there's, you know, some of these other like parallel realities that exist right next to ours. And that I think right now are actually merging with ours. The air is different. They have a different, right? Like, and so the mechanism, like how, how you would breathe it or how like, it it might be different. Like one of the things that I'm, and if you want, I don't know if you want to do it in this hour or in the second hour, but I'm, I, I have a, Theory that I've been saving to bust out here with you about what the second wave is really going to be Um, But I do think that right now we're in the process of merging With another reality that is very very close to ours and the realities are starting to cross over and we're experienced that we're experiencing that sort of Puncturing that poke through and I think that at this moment that reality is more dominant that energy they may have a different atmosphere than we have. They may have a different kind of chemtrailing program with different kinds of particulates in the air. Um, they, you know, they, you know, what the people have been exposed to, or the I guess there are people. I mean, I'm, I'm not you know what have been exposed to there. Their bodies may have adapted to in a different way, and there's a, a crossing over or emerging that's been happening um, actually for quite some time now. And I think that like some of us have have felt this for a bit, but it's starting to become um, impossible to hide or just write off as a crazy person anymore. And so they're having to do all of these ridiculous like uh, things um, to create scenarios that could possibly explain away the anomalies that we're starting to see in our reality. And the truth is, is that there are energy is coming in that are not from here and there are people coming in that are not from here and they are not like us um they may you know but it's they're not so different that if you don't just you know if you put a mask on i mean you and i could walk by them and be like whoa what the fuck is that because we're really sensitive right but if a person who isn't clear-minded enough to to, th- to recognize the bill of goods that's being sold us about everything else, like they're not going to have the awareness or the sense to notice that like the you know, person that's walking by you is a completely different species and maybe from, you know, another dimension or, you know, like a parallel reality, right? So, there's all of this stuff going on around us and somehow they've managed still keep it hidden. They've been able to perpetrate enough of a psyop between the virus and the social upheaval, right? That like people can't see it. But in the coming weeks and months, it's going to become an almost impossible task for them to control this. And and I think we're about to go into a really interesting time. Yes, this
0: is again we're we're in line with each other. And and it's something I've been presenting as well this is this is this is the go time and this was this is part of this whole causality loop where why i say we've already had singularity which is ties into this opening up or thinning of the veil which mm-hmm. then if we start triangulating in through the hydron collider uh experiments through the stuff that went down in 1947 and with some of these uh experimental projects that the ss was on to uh and in their search for alien tech and all that this is all one ball tying in very cohesively now if people are looking and with these others that I, I you know i'm just i'm constantly aware in the last few years that there are strange people walking around and i keep and i i encounter them i see them i notice them and when they notice that i notice it it's it's a situation and i, I think i talked about this on one in one time and we've been together so many times uh you know at this antique mall where this strange couple are in there and that one that just knew i was looking at her uh was awkward this one this jenny green teeth is very much so if we look at the idea of if we go back into the historical archives of the others from timelines that you and i at least gen x and older remember uh, the the mythologies of of the fae and the gin and all this they're they're there they're always there but this, mm-hmm. this veil this cow you're talking about this membrane uh, it's thin and that particular one knew that I it, it knew I immediately honed in on her and she honed in on me and and that's when she walked away but she had a very dangerous vibe.
1: And Let that, me tell you, what you know, oh, the, why you on. know, Nish. carry on. Why you know is, like, the reason that we were in projects. They, like, what, I mean, for all these things have uh, multiple reasons why they did them. So I'm not saying it's just this, but this is definitely part of it, right? The people who look into the future, the people who have you know, looking glass kind of technology or probable futures database kind of thing, knew that this day was coming, right? And so they wanted to go into that reality, you know, that those extra dimensional, you know, levels or whatever to get a peep of what we were going to be dealing with, right? And, you know, people like you, people like myself who seem to be able to have a strong ability to withstand um, uh, frequencies that are not uh, an inap- you know, kind of, of our home space, right? To be able to keep our consciousness intact and come back and report something, right? That is the point. And so when you saw this person, right, it was like seeing something you had seen before right and that you know and it may even be you know and your friend was with you and oftentimes people who are with me will experience my walks into other realities but she may not have been visible or apparent to all the other people around right yes um but you know that is i mean i think for a long time they've been trying to preview what's coming because they knew at a certain point they weren't going to be able to stop it and even things like um uh, the, um, awake computers or the, what's it called? The, uh, Geordie Rose thing. The con- the, the quantum computer. Quantum computing yeah. and things like, uh, you know, the Hadron collider is, they were trying to penetrate into those other realities first. So they, right. So that they could sort of sample or see, or what happens if, uh, there's like, we let a limited amount of whatever that is in. Right. Because when, when it comes, when it hits, we're not going to have control over the speed at which it, it enters. Right. And,
0: right. and this is the thing when at the point when they come forward in public, when when Jordi does a TED talk on D-Wave, right? The wave That's it. D-Wave. That's Yeah, Well, that's his. And the quantum computing is a whole thing. But at the point in which they bring something forward, you know this, it's already going on. It's already going on. Yeah. And so it's seeding. It's like this cephalopod thing in this article. We know that it's already going on. And and so however it needs to be presented so that it can be, and that's where the magic happens, right? Yeah. You create it, you put it out there, you present it, and then the people do the rest. The masses feed it. Mm-hmm. And and it 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 becomes it becomes awake and aware in a different in a different way and and steps out of the realm of other out of the mythos, if you will. And uh, with this note, since we're winding in on an hour, I think this is a good point for us to take a break, and then we will move into the, the Patreon side uh, with some other information. And this will, of course, be tied in, but this is a good point. I, th- I thank you for this first hour, Emily.
1: I have my own YouTube channel now. It's just Emily Moyer. Some of my work will continue to appear on the Off Planet Media channel, but all of my work is available on the Emily Moyer YouTube channel and it will always be there first. Uh, you can get the, some of my shows are complete there, the shows I do with Robert and Danny. Other shows, you get the first uh, segment and then the second segment is over on Patreon. My Patreon is patreon.com forward slash media. And there, there are a variety of different shows and many opportunities for engagement and interaction via group chats, group projects, social gatherings, all sorts of things. So um, come check it out. And um, also, guys, sign up for Nisha's Patreon, man. Nisha's cool. I can't wait to see what she does with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: so thrilled about it. And I do. There's free content everywhere with me, of course, in Noxaminte and the Obelisk and... The stuff I do with Solaris, Blue Raven in Montana, uh, Jordan, and BB and JJ. And so all that's out there. And then the interviews I do. Thank you, Emily, for pushing me into this. And so they can find me at Patreon forward slash Nish with two I's. uh, And that'll get you there. I'll have it in the show notes. Until later. Thank Mm -hmm. you.